Welcome back to the Captain's Table question and answer session with Christian Gaming and uh, Zool of uh, Atmo Esports. If you missed the previous episode, we talked all about what Atmo Esports does, the, 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 the past, present, and future of Atmo Esports and racing and other events like that in Star Citizen. There'll be a link right above the uh, cruise head for those of you on YouTube, those of you listening to the podcast version. It'll just be the previous episode. So... Without any further ado, let's get to these questions. These are questions that are asked by the chat live on twitch.tv slash the Astropub. Come join us live at uh, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, uh, 11 p.m. Well, I'm not going to say GMT because every time I say GMT, it changes and I get in trouble because people, because <laughs> I can't do, do convergence properly. So, yeah, uh, 6 p.m. Uh, Eastern, uh, come come join us uh, live and ask your own questions and, and, and participate in some of this, this chat. So the first question is from uh, Sarusawa Kuno, who asks at the Astro Pub, what is your favorite racing ship and why is it the Argo MPUV? Actually, seriously, what is your favorite racing ship and why? I would love to see Argo, Argo racing, but I mean, I, I'm a bit, there's a, in lore, there's a, there's a, uh, an event called the Cargo Olympics where it's all about loading and unloading uh, ships. So you, you like you get, you load, a sh load, a, load, a, load everything into a ship, you fly the ship to another location, you unload it, then unload, then load in new stuff. And it's about to timed race where you have to like beat the other teams as uh, by moving cargo around. Um, and you have to like, cause this cargo is delicate. You also have to fly carefully, but you have to fly fast, all that kind of stuff. I'd love to see stuff like that in the future where people are doing uh, like train stuff like that. And Argo cargo would be perfect for something like that. Uh, but in terms of my favorite racer, my favorite racer is the Omega because nobody, nobody uses it. Well, it's, of course it's rare cause it's an AMD uh, exclusive, but nobody uses it. And I always love the, the, the Mustangs, the Mustangs I think are underappreciated. So, cause they're just not, not as been as good. So, uh, imagine though, you could take off the cargo part of an MPUV and then just mount the thrusters from a. Harold, right up underneath that. There we go. Yeah. And then you've got a racer. Then you've got a racer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Next question comes from Fastcart. God. If you take your current age and subtract it from the age you were when you backed Star Citizen, then divide that by your current age. How much of your life have you spent playing Star Citizen? A fifth of your life or a fourth? Okay, let me try to do them. I'm going to do the math now. All right, so you take your current... I have current to take off my shoes for that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, go, if you take your current age, okay. Actually, I have a fourth. Subtract. Yes. For uh, me, it's a fourth because I've been playing since... Since, uh, yeah, since 2015. It's been, what, seven years? So, yeah, it's so about you, a fourth for me. Your age then minus when you backed. Mm-hmm. So the age where you were when you're, when you're back. So like, for instance, I'm 35 now. I backed when I was 27. So minus 27. And then uh, divide that by your current age. So divide that by my current age, 35. Um, and it's 0.22. So uh, a little a little under a fourth of my life. Yeah. Oddly enough, mine's 0.21. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's a, I guess I guess it's a fun little math thing because it's like a for how long it's been. But 
I, there we go. I've always been very, very proud, although my wife has always teased me horribly about the fact that I've got 9,000 hours in Star Citizen. Oof. I play yeah. 20 to 40 hours every week. I, I stopped counting because I, almost every time I play Star Citizen, I stream. And I, there's a, there's, there are trackers that show you what game you've streamed and how long. And I'm like, I don't want to look. Last time I, che- <laughs> last time I checked, it was like, like a year. Like a year in terms uh, of hours. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. <laughs> so... I don't, I don't even want to know. I played this game way too much. I mean, not <laughs> not recently in the past like year, but yeah, yeah. Back then, when 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 we you know we used to have two point six and two point five, yeah, we went yeah. pretty hard at eight hours a day sometimes in those days. Yeah. yeah, I always tell everybody as long as you have gotten one hour of enjoyment for every dollar you've put into it, it's totally worth it. Oh yeah, that's that's pretty easy for Star Citizen. Uh, all right. Next question comes from Crystal King, who asks, uh, what do you guys want to see uh, for real in-game Murray Cup? All right, what would you be your ideal? And let me, let me preface this for people who don't know what the Murray Cup is. In lore, there is a famous race, which is kind of like uh, the, the Indy 500 or the, the, like the big race series of the Star Citizen universe, and it's called the Murray Cup. And it has been the big race forever. Uh, people like judge like it, it's it's more of a like an old school version of racing because like modern racing, everyone has the same type of car, maybe a little bit of modifications here or there, but they have basically the same frame. But the Murray Cup is bring your ship. It doesn't matter what it is, as long as it it, it fits through the gates, you can fly that ship. And so there are, you know, Jean have participated, the uh, you know, various human companies like the Razor has has participated, the M50 has participated, the 350R, the the Omega. All of these ships have participated in the Murray Cup in the past. Um, so I'll ask. I'll start with uh, with you, Zul. What would be your ideal of an implementation for in-game Murray Cup by CIG? So I have to go. I have to go about this as Atmo Esports. Okay. So for me. I want the ability for spectators. You know how there's all the different buildings kind of floating in the air and everybody's zipping past. I want spectators to be able to stand on those buildings and be able to view the, you know, the event live. I want small camera drones, sort of like the ones that you see whenever uh, Jax McCleary is, is doing his stuff, those type yeah. of camera drones that I want our guys to be able to run. And I want, they need to be f- as fast or faster than the actual racing ships in order to be able to keep up and get the angles and stuff. And I would love to be able to have it, you know, have our, our camera team be able to broadcast that across the in-game PU where people can watch it on, you know, screens sitting at Microtech in the bar, or if you happen to be in an 890, you know, having a watch party and that kind of stuff. That to me would be the the ultimate in the Murray Cup experience. Group. Yeah. Um, so for me, the Murray Cup, um, I, w- I would like this to be obviously like, you know, they do the Invictus event, you know, like I want it to be a big event in game. All right. Uh, I, w- I want it to be, you know, in, in different systems, be a big event in game. So let's say this event, you know, like it, it starts, let, let's just say it starts in August and then it ends maybe like the end of September. And every week they have a different place where people can go. Um, and either register for the racing game and then, you know, they have to be there at a certain point and, you know, they have to race. And then if people are racing every week, let's say they do maybe anywhere between eight to 12 races, um, you know, if they if they win those races, they can accumulate points throughout the verse. And then obviously, you know, towards the end of the event, 
whoever has the most points is a champion of the Murray Cup. So I feel like it, it, it would be great for it to be as an in-game event taking place in different systems. I think that would be fantastic. Like, you know, we have a, a racing place in Grimhex. We could have another racing place in in a pyro moon somewhere or yeah. in, a, in a different asteroid field or, or down in a Terra system or back in Levski. Who the heck knows? But <laughs> yeah, I miss you, Levski. I mean but, you know, like just have a completely like event wide for the game, for all the fans that anybody can just go in and compete and have a good time. Yeah, I, I I think that's. I mean, I think even in in lore, the Murray Cup is like a series. It's like a cup series, so that you yes. go to different locations and all kind of stuff for that. So, yeah, that'd be cool. Um, all right, uh, I, I I will say my my ideal Murray Cup is any Murray Cup that I can set up a bar just to go watch for people to watch, so people can just hop in. People can can walk over it. Can have like you know the bar set up. People come in, enjoy enjoy some drinks, and watch the cup as it goes by as, as an event. I like it as an event because the CIG already has this event idea. Make it a big event. Make people come in. Let let players qualify for it, and then have you know the best sixteen players in this event are the only ones who can participate in this event because they did all these qualifiers and they they just go and everyone watches them. Yep. That would be fantastic. It'd be a really cool way of, of promoting, you know, racing, but also as a way for people to say, hey, let's go, let's go to this, this place and watch it because, you know, pirates will go, hey, yeah, let's, let's go to that place and raid it. You know, let's go, let's, uh, <laughs> yeah, you have security companies who will be like, oh, cool, we can, we can, we can track down pirates here. And other people who are just like, let's go enjoy it. Let's just see what's going on. So. So the entirety of the event would be the qualifiers that would then culminate in CIG contacting these 16 people to do the finals. Yeah. Yeah, you know it, it, that would be that would be extremely interesting to be able to see it. Yeah, I think it'd be cool. I think I think, it, and it would be uniquely CIG, I mean, uniquely Star Citizen. It'd be a very Star Citizen type uh, type edition. So, yep. Uh, all right, Del Ener asks, "What is your favorite, or your, what is your dream top three ships for Ship Showdown, uh, racing focused or otherwise?" Uh, let's Ooh. go with you, crew. Favorite three ships. If you want to say, put three ships in the in the Ship Showdown, the best in show competition. What what are your would you be your best three ships? So right now I would like to I ain't gonna lie because of the racetrack I'm I'm down for the Grey Cap PTV I know a lot of people have been trying to push it so I'm gonna say Grey Cap PTV but I don't, I think it's just a ship showdown right they don't really have ground vehicles from what I remember no they have no, ground vehicles as of oh, last year okay oh as as of, last okay year. yeah okay yeah so um I would say Grey Cap PTV um I would say I, I, I want to see like these ships that a lot of people don't use win because that would just get people excited to, you know, to use these other ships. So I'm going to say Grey Cap PTV, Mustang. We've already seen the Carrick win, already seen the 890 win. We've already seen the I think the 600R has already won. Um, So I want to see um, Mustang, Grey Cap PTV, and... Um, the C2 Hercules hasn't won, so I would like to see the C2 Hercules in the mix as well. So those are going to be my three picks. Awesome. Uh, Zul? I, I'm going to have to go for my my own personal favorite ships, so I'm going to have to go Banu Defender, uh, Reliant, uh, the Reliant Tana, and holy crap. I'm a huge Origin. I own every Origin ship, so <laughs> it's hard for me not to pick Origin, but I'm going to have to go... Man, the M50. 
The M50? I think would be, yeah. Because okay. I, I loved, so we used to, everybody in Atmo Esports that did camera work, we always used to use the M50 as our camera ship until CIG did the whole reflight factor thing and made it a true interceptor. So now the M50 goes amazing in a straight line, but doesn't turn at all and doesn't strafe at all. So none of, no one of us are able, and actually, wait, no, I got to change that. No, the most useful ship in the entire game, no matter who says anything, I, I will fight you in a dark alley, the Pisces. Okay. I will I will take it'll have to be the Banner Defender, the okay. Reliant, and the Pisces. Because the Pisces is the most useful ship and everybody I know owns one and everybody uses it as a shuttle. It's just go. too it's too useful. Uh for me, um let's see, top three. Obviously the PTV for this year, because I'm I'm a big fan of the PTV. It's the original, the original vehicle in Star Citizen. Before we had anything else. And Zul, you remember that. We had just yeah. the the, 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 we used the, to jump them in the hangers. We used to jump them in the hangers. It used to be the it was the first drivable, flyable vehicle in in Star Citizen, and uh, it, it it needs a little bit of love. Uh, but other than that, obviously, I, I would say Mule because it's a nice. It's I call it the shit bug because it looks like a beetle and it it it's a Drake, so it hauls shit around. So it's it's a, it's a dung beetle, um, the shit bug. Uh, <clears throat> And uh, for my for the last one, I'd have to go with the Buccaneer because that used to be that used to be one of my favorite ships. And then CIG nerfed it into the ground. And I'm like, because oh, I love how nimble and fast it is. It's it's the ultimate get good ship because you either win or you die. There die. is no there is no escaping when you're flying a Buccaneer. So. So there's right. just so many good choices. I don't like. Yeah. I don't feel like there's a right or wrong answer, but I really hope the PTV, the gray cat, comes out on top for this year. Yeah. The only thing that I wish about the PTV, whether it wins or loses, if it, if CIG would just give its wheels a little bit of a buff, please, yeah. please don't let the wheels fall off so easy. Oh yeah. We in Atmo Esports, we would be using it a lot more if they'll just make the wheels stay on. That's all we're asking. Hopefully they get that buff because they have been they they have been trying to improve upon it just for the cart racing. They're like, oh, we gotta we gotta make this better. <laughs> so yeah, it's gonna need it for the cart racing, no doubt. It, it, with those little tracks like that and that many people running around, oh, yeah. as soon as they touch each other, those wheels are just gonna fall off. It'll explode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question comes from Crystal King, who asks, "Do you think the weight of fuel will one day affect the performance of racers? Would driving on half a tank be beneficial?" Zool, what do you think? I I know that CIG has a policy of dialing it up to realism and then dialing it back to fun. So I don't think that they'll add weight to fuel on ground vehicles. I think that they will they will find other ways to make the vehicles more significant, you know, like like the physics and stuff. I don't know if they'll go that deep because that would be that would be some macro management right there. Mm -hmm. True. Uh, I don't, I don't think so either, but to add to that, regardless if what happens at that point, um, we already have like the rally was already made with checkpoints for people to fuel up regardless. So I, I think that even if they do, like, it's going to be easy for us to kind of tackle that because, you know, we have people like Ultima Energy and, you know, Sigellian's org that all like already want to participate in and be our, you know, our, our fuel people. So, you know, like, I don't like, regardless of which way they go, I don't think it's going to be a problem. At all. Cool. Um, I I think they'll probably do it at some point in some way, shape, or form because they want to do that with like 
cargo and stuff like that. I don't know if it'll yep. it'll affect. I, I don't think it'll affect the performance in the same way that you people will hope. This is not. I don't think it's going to be like at cutting edge. Like it'll give you the fraction of a second faster sort of thing. I think it'll be mostly if you have this much fuel, you'll you you will have this degrading performance, and it'll just be a compounding performance over time rather than being a simple fuel mechanic rather than that like like how much kilograms does that fuel take? It's like nah, it's just going to be like. Uh-huh. A, a, a small percentage. I think that that'll be the most of it, but I think I so something like if, so something like if you've got a half a tank, you're 3% slower, just, just flat across the board. Yeah. No matter whatever your, 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 your top speed is, it'll just, it'll just be a simple reduction. So, you know, some ships will always, or vehicles will always be faster, no matter what you, you, you put into the tank because it's just, it's just a smaller, just a faster vehicle. Um, but you might also, you also have the problem of like, we're having to, especially with like endurance races or endurance, like going around places, you, yep. you want to be fast or do you want to be efficient? You know, that's the kind of thing, like meaningful decision that I, I, I could see CIG developing as, as a, as a way of making it complex enough so that people who really like complexity will go, yes, but if we start at the very beginning of this race with one fourth of a tank of fuel and you get to the checkpoint and then switch it over to the, you know, half a tank, we can still make it all that, that, that kind of tactical forward thinking, but not have to be like, pulling out the the calculator and doing the calculus on like what the the fuel to rate ratio is for these this ship that kind of thing so see now you've given me an image of just before the Daymar rally one of the one of the cyclone rvs just our rc's just doing donuts in the you know in the starting line <laughs> getting enough. rid of half their yeah trying to get rid of half of their tank because they know it'll make them quicker uh, all right. The next question comes from Ayana Gecko, who asks, does Atmo Esports have any plans to create stunt races with jumps that need to be cleared, obstacles that need to be avoided with the style points awarded for those being key to winning? Does any of that sound like a viable idea? So I'll jump on this one real quick. Um, so we are trying to make events in Star Citizen as Atmo Esports that we can translate into a bigger competitive environment meaning like price pools and things like that. So, um, you know, we will have races that in, includes jumps and different things, but a specific stunt race, that might be something that we might do for fun um, outside of like the main events that we're doing. But um, you have to remember that right now, well, back then you could do a lot of crazy stuff with, you know, with the Cyclone. You could do backflips, you could jump, you could do 360s. But now because they have that, that, that physics where if your vehicle is even tending in the air to go upside down, it fixes itself, You right? I, I've already pointed that out a million times. The CIG is saying like, hey, this is not realistic that it's fixing itself in the air because then people can't really do a jump. They can't really do anything. So I'm hoping that in the future, as vehicles get better, they're improving grav lev. They improve that mechanic to where if your vehicle is upside down on the ground, not in the air, if it's upside down, if it's upside down in the air, it, it should, you know, it should be able to flip, rotate, barrel roll, backflip but the thing is like right now that mechanic in the air is fixing the vehicle properly so Mm -hmm. until they fix that we can't even look at any stunt races at all because we can't do it you know so um so until they fix that mechanic i i i'm gonna say this is it's not likely it's gonna happen i don't think they're like that's gonna be a priority for them anytime soon so yeah all of our races used to be cut short sometimes when somebody would flip upside down like a turtle 
and they wouldn't be able to rock their vehicle out. And of course, the other racers, because it's a competitive environment, wouldn't stop to help them in some of our events. In other events, we actually had racers that would t turn each other over. So mm -hmm. what our hope is, I mean, them adding in this, this auto writing feature is great. It really does help out as far as the racers being able to get through the events. Our hope is that maybe when the two-handed tractor beam rifle comes out, that maybe it will be powerful enough to be able to not lift a vehicle, but at least turn it over back on its wheels. And at that point, they'll get rid of the self-riding stuff. And that way, if you are upside down, one of your crewmates would get out or your support ship would would set down. Somebody would run up to you with the two-handed tractor beam rifle, flip you back on your wheels, and you'd take off again. And, and that's our hope. But, you know, yep. we'll have to see what the future brings. Yeah. I, I, I have a feeling like something like that would happen because uh, that seems to be where they're heading in that direction. And I yeah. know that they, yeah. they had the, the, the auto flip feature was more of a even, you know, outside of y'all, but just in general, people were flipping their vehicles too easily. So they wanted to have a way that you could auto flip it with an easier way. So yep. it really has been a lifesaver, honestly, for our races and stuff. It, it's it's changed everything. Although I know Crucian has mentioned more than once that happen, having it happen in the air kind of takes out some of the fun of seeing people, you know, do uh, do loop de loops flips. and flips and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's that's I mean, I, I like the feature like 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 you guys said, but in the air. It's just like, man, like this sucks, you know? Yeah. I want to flip. So. Uh, all right. Speaking of Kronzi, we talked about Kronzi earlier. Kronzi asks, every time racing gets talked about on official forums, YouTube, or Reddit, it seems to be the least popular aspect of the game. Lore is the least aspect, popular aspect of the game. I know. <laughs> um, which, uh, with such dedicated uh, community, why do you think that is? So why do you think why do you all think that that racing is seen as not as popular as say something like PvP or uh even like mining or or cargo? I I feel it the reason why is because people don't have a reason to do it, right? When they did events in game where you could race like they would, you know, trigger an event, nobody would do it because you gain nothing. You gain what like 1000 UEC. Mm -hmm. Um but when when you have, you know, when when you bring in Ammo Esports and you're bringing uh, something that you can win, whether you get first, second, or third place, then you have something to you know to kind of race for, um, you know. So I I feel because people don't have a reason to do it, um, you know, like I they just rather do something else in the game, and it's probably the, the least popular thing. But like again, I'm gonna go back to things like Star Citizen Racing. Now they have leaderboards, so say if Ammo Esports make a track, whether it's for Stand Seven or for something else, they're actually putting that track inside of star citizen racing and you can actually go in game and actually record your race and try to get you know the best record in the world where you're on the leaderboard so you know now things are popping up that you know that you're able to compete for and you know maybe have your name as one of the best racers for that track you know in the entire world on on scr so i i feel like it's gonna become more popular as we go it's gonna become more popular as cig implements you know things like the track that they just did for 318 um, it's, it's definitely going to, I think it's going to be its own, its own little community in game. Like people would log in just to race, especially when the G, you know, the origin G12 has come out or, or the Ranger where people want to start a bike gang, you know? So I, I, I just feel like, um, it, it's definitely getting better. Um, and I just feel like it's going to be even bigger very, very soon. It's just, it's just the beginning of it, to be honest. And I honestly think that one of the issues is that we have millions of star citizens. 
amongst those millions of star citizens, we have new people coming into the game every single day. And I don't believe that most of them even realize that in star citizen being in the alpha state that it is, that racing even exists or that people are putting it on. There are so many times that I'll be on and somebody will say, hey, Zul, what are you doing? I'll be like, I'm, I'm working on a new track for Atmo Esports. And then two or three people say, well, what's that? And I'll explain it to them. They're like, wait, you can race in this game? And I'll be like, so then you have to go through the whole spiel. I almost wish like I could take a, a block of text and just control V and just pop it in there, <laughs> you know, to sort of explain to people, you know, this is what it is. And I think that because so many people don't realize that that you know as an alpha game everybody expects to log in try to do as much as they can and deal with the bugs and then they get frustrated and they leave or they just deal with it and they keep on playing i don't think people understand that there is other activities that you can do you know folks like X, uh, xgr and folks like atmo esports and what we're trying to do out there in the environment and for atmo esports on our end it's it's amazing because we have the support of CIG, you know, putting us in their flyers on Friday when the Friday emails go out. They're like, hey, and this weekend is the final for the Stanton 7. When XGR does something, they're like, this weekend is the, you know, the Stanton Cup. And they are helping to promote us on an almost weekly basis, which is great. And they do that for so many other people. You know, if Detox is running a, a PvP event, they might say, you know, check out Detox this weekend, get involved. And, you know, they, they go out of their way to try to help us out. But those things only reach people who are actually reading those Friday emails. And usually those types of emails are only read by us rabid fanboys. You know, if you are, if, if today's your first day in Star Citizen, when an email comes out on Friday telling you about the cool, you know, the cool race that MO Esports is doing, you're probably not even going to read the email. So you don't actually know what's going on. I think as we get closer to a beta state and then a release state and people become more involved in the community and what's going on around it, I think that these types of things will become more talked about and more of a, you know, sort of a mainline thing, I hope. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with y'all in general. Um, I think as these things become more stable, as we start to see more stuff added to the game, as we start to see it more more present in the game, we'll see more people participating. And I think we've already seen that turn starting. I mean, with with creations like the snake, the snake pit being made and, uh, you know, then talking about XGR, I think a lot of people get went wait, what's this snake pit? And then a lot of people made a big fuss about it and people realized, oh, right. But I also 100% agree with you. Someone who was in my chat was talking about how they uh, were talking to a, a bunch of people who were making fun of the, a bunch of the friends were making fun of the, the buggy cart racing. And they're like, why would they even do that? And they mentioned, do they have racing leagues in Star Citizen? They're like, there's racing in Star Citizen? It's like, yeah, like there's racing. Yep. And that's why they have racing ships, <laughs> you know? So... Uh, the entire section of, of Grim Hex that people don't realize is actually just supposed to be a spectator spe sport for section for uh, racing that's supposed to go on in the future. So, but yeah, but that's because we've starting to see all of these changes, the physics change to the, to vehicles, we're seeing a re redone of racing um, for arena commander with the, the buggy cart racing, all these sorts of things. It seems like CIG is much more focused on uh, that sort of aspect of the game. And I know enough CIG employees to know that they are all rabid race fans. F1 uh, yes. is, the, is the big one that they really like. I think some of them are NASCAR fans, but most of them are big F1 fans. 
Uh, and it, I think it also helps that here in Austin, we have the Race of the Americas that comes by, which I believe is a, it might be an IndyCar race. I think there may be a, a F1 race that, that comes by every year. So yep. we're just inundated with it every year. So, Well, and I mean, on CIG's end, because we are doing the majority of the laid work, you know, Atmo Esports, XGR, you know, SCR racing, because we're doing a majority of the leg work, it doesn't hurt them or take them too much time or bring their people off too many other things in order to throw us a bone here or throw us a bone there and make everything better for everybody across the community without, you know, without pulling a team off of Squadron 42 in order to work on a racetrack. So when you hear people complain about, well, they should be working on the game, not on making the snake pit better, you then have to turn around and say, wait, wait, this was the developers on their time off messing around with the snake pit a little bit because they realized how cool this thing was that, you know, this group of people had put together. Same thing with, you know, with Atmo Esports and the Daymar Rally being put into the lore. I mean, mm -hmm. that was a huge, huge thing for us to have, you know, something that we created become a part of actual canon. Yeah. You know, that that's, that's a really big deal. Uh, while they did not make a track for us or anything like that, they showed us their love of what we're doing and how we do it by putting us into the lore. Same thing with XGR. They showed their love of what they're doing by going and taking something that was already in the game and just adding a few things here or there to make it a little bit more immersive and believable. So you can tell across the board that CIG supports everybody, you know, supports yeah. the community and really wants to help us create these lasting experiences in these dynamic events for folks. Yeah, someone in chat is pointing out that Snake Pit was was done by an employee on his own time, on their own time. Correct. And then, then CIG paid them. And I think, I believe it's the same way that happened with the with the buggy cart racing. It was also done by their own time, um, you know, while they're waiting for other things to finish. So, yeah, it's not necessarily CIG putting the money in for it, but CIG is also didn't have to add them to the game. There's plenty of things that yep. CIG has done in the past, like the, like they, I believe... Montreal built an entire like landing zone for the crashed uh, javelin on Daymar, but they never implemented it in the game. They said they might, but they never did. But they definitely impl implemented the snake pit and they definitely implemented this, these buggy racing, which shows that CIG is really is allowing this creativity and these things to flow to flow in there. So it's, it's a cool thing. You know, in us as star citizens, we really do have to step back and applaud the management of CIG mm -hmm. for allowing their employees the freedom to express themselves and show their appreciation and love of us and not, you know, stamp that down and say, well, that wasn't in the cards. Therefore you can't do it. Cause there's lots of companies that would, you know, that would, yeah. that would put their foot down and say, no, this isn't what we were talked about. This isn't allowed. You guys can't do that. So, you know, kudos to CIG for allowing that kind of stuff to happen. Yeah, exactly. Let me, let me mention something. And I want to compare a different company here with, with what CIG is doing. Right. Um, I want to talk about Blizzard real quick, right? Um, Hearthstone was actually a side project that people were working on and playing in the office. And then they said, wow, this game is great. Let's make this into a game. And that's it's one of the most popular card games in the entire world. So I, I think same thing what you know the CIG developers are doing. They're just trying to see what the community likes currently and just if they're doing it, uh, whether they're on the clock, on their own time, whatever it is, it's getting in game and it's just making people more excited to have something else that they can do instead of just cargo and flying yeah. around for six hours and the same missions over and over. So, you know, whatever they can add and want to do in their own time to add to uh, create a little bit of excitement in the game, I'll take it any day. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. 
who do I need to call CIG to get to get a like a like a Formula One style racing for for ground vehicles in Hurston? <laughs> I mean, who do I need to call? I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll, I'll pound on doors. <laughs> Uh, all right. Next question comes from Fastgart, who asks, first, there was Cathcart, which is obviously named for me. And now there is Starcart Racing. How honored should I be that CIG keeps honoring me in game? Well, Fastcart, you are one of the the official ambassadors for Star Citizen. You're like one of only two people who've gotten that official title said by by official members of CIG. So uh, you know, I think I think they already they already uh, uh, have you up there. I, I know I joke. I joke. For those of you who don't know Fastguard, he's a member of Soul Citizens. He's a member of more organizations and groups than I can count <laughs> in terms of Star Citizen. So he does a lot of work for the community. He's even on here quite frequently. So, um, but I joke that he is the Neelix of 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 Star Citizen, uh, and and to take that as a good thing. <laughs> All right. Next question comes from Kronzi, who asks. I think by far the best event of the last 12 months was Fighter Flight 2v2s. I believe originally you had designed it to be 20v20. Will you continue with 2v2s or do or do more Fighter Flight back to uh 2020v20? Uh I'll I'll jump on this one. Um so yeah, so Fighter Flight actually is going to stay um you know consolidated down to 2v2 uh, dark fighting. Once we have custom lobbies in Arena Commander, we will actually also start doing 1v1s and possibly 3v3s um, because that way it's going to make it a lot easier and we won't have to use our own camera ships and our own people to be, you know, cameras in-game. In so once we get those custom lobbies, Fighter Flight, it's going to be like where we're not going to have a cap in how many like people can join. We won't have a cap. We'll do 1v1s, we'll do 2v2s, and we'll possibly do 3v3s. Um, uh, until we find like the most popular, the two most popular like modes and just build upon that one and make it a lot bigger and better. But I think the best middle ground here is going to be 2v2 um, because it's just, it's so fun to watch when you go to 3v3, that's six cameras that you have to keep watching. But I mean, once custom lobbies comes back and we have that spectator mode, where we can just cycle between all the ships. We should be able to kind of get more more modes and get more people involved instead of just capping it at 32 people. Now, the 20v20, that could be something where we change the Hurston Herlocker into an all-out war, right? Into org versus org battles and, and do a big, you know, 20v20. But the thing is, the last time we did, uh, when we tried to do the 20v20 org stuff, um, we only had about seven orgs sign up when we needed a little bit more than that. So, um, you know, like, I feel like people are... It's, it's a bit too difficult for people to get 20 people um, to come together and on, on a date and get an org together. So we're going to try that again in the future, maybe when Theaters of War co uh, comes out. But we definitely want to do something that is org versus org, that is ground, um, where you know people are landing their troops and they have to take over a certain checkpoint and hold that checkpoint, kind of like Hardpoint for Call of Duty. Um, you know, or or maybe 20v20, just a big flick battle, and then, you know, the, the last org standing wins. You know, we definitely want to bring that back, but uh, as of right now, I think we're going to hold off on that, and Fighter Flight is just going to be strictly dogfighting uh, 2v2 okay. for now. Yeah, for the 20 versus 20, we had four amazing events lined up, but trying to get the trying to get the orgs to rally their troops in order to get enough people to do it was just tough. 
But yeah. we're always, you know, we're always looking forward. And now we've got 100-person servers, so it might be something that'll be easier for us to do that next time. Because before, you know, 20 versus 20 left us 10 spots left for our camera people and staff members. So 100, you know, 100-person uh, servers gives us a little bit more room to kind of move that direction. All right. Uh, all right. Croncy asks, um, Spleen Shepherd has started doing ground racing and is already breaking records. Can we bre- can we pre-ban him from Demar Rally and System 7? Splint Shepherd. I don't even know. Yeah, Splint. Splint. Splint yeah, Shepherd. Yeah. Splint is, Splin is, uh, is now doing ground racing, I guess. Yeah. He, he's very good. I don't know if he's a diplomat, but he's very good. I mean... I ain't gonna lie. If if Splen is as good as he says, he still has a lot of people he has to get through. Jet Heller is the fastest truck racer in the entire Star Citizen. This guy, he drives the RSI Rover as fast as a buggy. Don't know how. This guy just works his magic. So uh, you got Diplomat, who's an incredible racer, who does the entire Demar Rally in like an hour and twenty minutes. So definitely has a lot to. Uh, a lot to hold on to. So I, I think there's going to be a lot of competition this year. That's good. Look forward to it. All right. Next question comes from Shempasta who asks, what's everyone's favorite non-racing thing to do in star citizen? Zul, I'll start with you on this one. Because I'm retired and I play star citizen every day. My, my activities are a little weird. Pretty much. I wake up every day. I log in and I'm like, you know what? Today I'm going to mine. And then I just do. And then tomorrow I'm like, you know, I'm going to do bunkers today. And then I, I just do bunkers. Sometimes it comes down to I will stop what activity I'm doing due to alpha bugs and the frustration that they bring. You know, you keep going into bunkers and the elevators won't go down over and over. You're like, you know what? I'm not doing bunkers today. I'm going to do uh, PVE bounties. And then you switch immediately. But it's uh, uh, there is nothing in Star Citizen that I do not enjoy, in, in all honesty. Some days I'll just even like go to Orison and sit on, you know, one of the platforms and just watch the sunrise. I, it, it, there's, it, it really is just an amazing game, honestly. Crew? Uh, I'm sorry. What was the question again? <laughs> uh, favorite non-racing thing to do in Star Citizen? Favorite non-racing thing to do in the Star Citizen? I actually love doing bunker missions because I just like, you know, just going to these areas and, you know, doing first-person shooting in the game and just... Like, honestly, like looting has been one of my favorite things. So trying to do these bunker missions and find a lot of loot to sell and make money on has been really, really cool. Um, unfortunately, we just got wiped. But before the wipe, I had a full like nine tails uh, outfit, uh, the pink one with the cape and everything, um, which was like one of my favorite ones in game. I'll probably have to go back and get it. But um, I think I think doing bunker missions and looting has been one of my favorite things to do in game lately. So it's been, it's been I, fun. I'm just going to put it out there. Wearing nine tails gear is the quickest way to get shot. <laughs> we're, we're, it's all ingrained in our heads now you see the pink you shoot it, oh crap that cool. was a player so cool. sorry it is cool um, it, is, it is the best looking gear in the game currently uh, alright um, well, for me the most my favorite non-racing thing to do is the thing I always do which is smuggle I am, I am that is my main hey. profession I enjoy getting or as I like to say I am a legitimate entrepreneur alright I, I get things that people want <laughs> Don't I just don't don't ask where it came came from or how I got it. All right. <laughs> I've got somebody like that in my lawful organization. He 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 just kind of glides along that gray edge. Uh that's that's that the the ultimate goal for me is to do that as a as a as as a main profession and then also open up the bar and you know sell 
good booze, uh, cheap booze, good booze, and rare booze for for uh, for people, and have it kind of be like a nice hub for people to come by and and chill and hang out and have parties, and you know, bring in people who are uh, musicians to play in game or to sing in game or to like like that kind of thing to add a little bit. I, I was inspired a little bit recently by uh, there's a club in Final Fantasy. 15 or so, I can't remember which one. So the oh, yeah. 14. They, yeah. 14. They run it yep. every Friday. They run a club and it's a huge event that people will come from all over the different servers to go to, to go enjoy. And I'm like, I want to do that. But it's Star Citizen. Um, so just, let me ask you. Go ahead. Will the pub have like a super secret back room that only certain clientele get into where some of these smuggled goods may find their way to be offloaded? Zul, I have no idea. That is that is that is that is absolutely not the case. You can definitely not knock on the door and ask the right the right passcode and go in and get yourself some 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 very <laughs> unique items. I, I I'm offended by that ob- <laughs> that, that observation. He, he he literally just called out the Miller Maho Club. <laughs> I mean, at, least you're not, at least you're not selling it out of the back of a ship or something. You're like, hey, come over here to this freelancer. Let me show you what I got. Hey, I got this right here. You want to see it? You know. <laughs> oh man. Uh, all right. Next question comes from Citizen Shenanigans, who asks, will mules be racing on the buggy track or any other? I think I think mules falls under the same uh, like I think size category as a gray cat vehicle. But I don't know if the speed of the mule would allow it to, you know, do the jumps that's on the track. So I'm yeah. not 100 percent sure. Um, because we did a little bit of a of, of a race with the mules in stand seven it was actually one of the coolest rays we've done in in uh in the in the residence uh quarters in in Orison but I'm not sure if it's fast enough to clear those jumps in the track in Orison so that's something that's going to have to be tested yeah yeah in in my testing the mule it actually is faster than the PTV okay, so as long as good. we can get it on the track then it would be great but we actually ended up using the mule on the Stanton 7 race number 4 due to the fact that the PTV's wheels kept on falling off during all my tests. So I don't know if you watched that, if you happen to watch that uh, particular race or not, but it ended up being one of the standout races of the season due to the fact that we used this little, would you call it a shit bug in order to, yeah, in order to do this race with, it was a lot of fun. It really, it was a great race and we had, we had so much fun with it. Awesome. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to see more more mule stuff in, in game or like a, the, a mule. What would what would be if it was going to be added to the Damar rally? Would it be a buggy or would it be a uh, a truck? It is. So the problem is, is that it doesn't really fit into any of our categories. categories. And what we're trying to do is we've already got three categories, you know, the hover bikes, the the racing buggies and the trucks. And we're trying to keep it capped at those three categories i'm not saying it won't ever change in the future but more categories means more cats to herd and more things to try to keep you know try to keep a hold of all at once so we're we're hoping that cig will do us the huge favor of always taking most vehicles and trying to put them in one of those three speed categories which will make our life so much easier so for instance if you go to the truck category the rover is faster than the spartan by Mm -hmm. by quite a clip However, the rover is also more prone to being knocked around by rocks on the on the surface of Daymar versus the Spartan having more wheels and is more resilient and is slower. So when they go to do the Daymar rally, they have the choice. Do you take the faster, more bouncy 
uh, rover, or do you take this little bit slower, more heavy weighty Spartan and try to see, you know, where you go? And, and it comes that way with a lot of our vehicles. And that's the reason why we try to put them in those categories. So what we do is anytime they add a new, a new vehicle, the very first thing that I do is we go out and we test and test and test to figure out, you know, where we can put it or can it even be put somewhere. So I don't know if the, I think maybe we could have some sort of like a, a mule PTV sort of race course at some point. Maybe even, you might even see it in a gray cat social at some point. Hmm. Okay. All right. Um, we're down to 12 questions. So, and I don't mean to alarm y'all, but we were already at the the length of the last episode. Um, the, 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 just the, the section and we, we still have 12 questions left. And I know it doesn't feel like it, that that's time kind of flies by when you do these things. Lightning uh, round. Yeah. Well, no, we're good. We got plenty of time. So, um, outlaw night, outlaw night zero asks, how does one break into the racing scene? Is there a place for novices or people using potato PCs to join in on the action? So once, like once you can play the game regularly in game, you can race. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like say if you have like say if you have minimum specs on your PC and and you want to race and you're and you can run the game, you can join the race. There's there's nothing special that you need to do. You don't need to, you know, share your camera or stream. You just need to show up on race day and just be a part of the of the entire race. So if you want to register for a race, is just go to abo.gg, choose whichever one, you know, race you want to do, whether it's a Daymar Rally or next year Stanton Seven, or you want to participate in the Hurston Hurt Locker. Um, you know, you, you can just register for free again at ammo.gg. So it's completely up to you. If you feel like in a big environment where you have a lot of players and it really lags on your computer, then unfortunately that's not on us. It's unfortunately due to, you know, the non-optimization that the game doesn't have yet because it doesn't have server meshing yet. But, you know, once that comes and, you know, more, hopefully more people can participate, but don't, if, if you feel like you can, you can definitely race with your current specs and computer. Hey, sign up, man. We would love to have you. So we do practices before the main events, at least two practices before the main events. So you can always come to a practice and 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 race and test out and see how we do things. And then you can see if your computer can hold up at that point and see if you're able to join the main event. So, And please let me emphasize this, and I cannot emphasize it enough. Do not let superstars like Kronzi keep <laughs> you from trying to get out in any of these races. We do not care how good or bad you are. Come for the shits and giggles. Have fun with it. Um, we, we had a young lady this year in the Stanton 7 named Kali Wally. It was her very first time doing one of these events. She was my favorite person. I think she was crew. I think she was the entire Atmo Esports team. Every one of us were rooting for her every single time. She did not win but she had one hell of a time doing it and said she couldn't wait to do it again. And it's that sort of attitude and those types of memories that you get from doing this kind of stuff that really stick with you. You know, 10, 20 years from now, when Star Citizen's out and everybody's playing it, and it, you know, it's got 40 million people playing it, you could say, yeah, when it was still in alpha, I was racing with these guys. I actually knew Crucian. He was he was really cool before he got all big and full of himself and, you know, <laughs> went to work for CIG. But before that, he was amazing. And I got to see him all the time. You know, so come out to these events and have some fun with us. If you win, great. You go home with prizes. You go home with trophies. You go home with all this cool stuff. If you don't win, you go home with memories and laughs and a whole lot of fun. So it really is worth it. Yeah, Callie yep. was actually on uh, the show a couple of weeks ago. She, her and, because uh, she, she was working with, 
Uh, why am I blanking on her name? Uh, I feel bad about this. Uh, with uh, Authentic Young, Authy. Oh, uh, yes, Kelly. yes, yeah. yes. She was also in our qualifier. Yeah. Yep, so. Look, I, I'm going to... Kelly Wally is the first, you know, uh, woman, female, whatever you want to say, you know, respectfully, in the, the first person, you know, women that qualify in the stand of seven. I was just so happy to have, you know, uh, and like the racing community just be way more diverse. And I'm not, I'm not going to say this to tap Atmoy Esports in the back, but not only like Kronzi, but also Kali Wally. A lot of these people are gaining traction because they're racing in our events. They're, they're gaining popularity, not only in the racing community, but people are finding them because, you know, the people that are watching Atmoy Esports are races after our channels, they go to their channels and they go hang out and say, Hey, good job on the race. And, and you know, like she's practicing, you know, so like we do our best to give, you know, um, uh, how do you say it? Um, we do our best to amplify the racers that are out there, you know, on Twitch or, or streaming or, or whatever it is by, you know, creating profiles or, or, or doing, you know, uh, highlights on social media and things like that. So, you know, it's, it's not just trying to benefit us. We're trying to, you know, help benefit the people that are participating uh, with us as well. So nice. Yeah. Um, we want to see everybody succeed that happens to do these things with us. We really do. So we go out of our way to retweet their tweets, you know, raid them when we get a chance, whenever we're done with our races, we want to see everybody who does this kind of stuff be elevated together. Yeah. I can, I can attest to that. Uh, the, the, uh, we, I did, I've worked with with y'all for, a couple times over the last couple of years and uh, like every once a month, at least y'all will finish a race and suddenly all that money sports shows up <laughs> at the pub to, <laughs> to, to watch a captain's table. So it's, it's, it happens. So uh, trust me. And I always like to think of this. If you're looking to break into uh, racing, um, what Atmo esports and like things like Daymar rally and Stanton seven are think of them as like Ninja warrior, an old show in America, you know, half the oh, time, man. half the time Ninja warrior is just, people shit posting. They're just, they just show up to have fun and promote themselves and do crazy stuff. And other people are there to like be serious. You can be any way, which way uh, uh, entirely. I mean, I believe who was it? The one, one year of, uh, of, um, uh, of, of Damar rally who won by running. So he didn't, he didn't, he didn't necessarily. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He didn't necessarily win, but I think he got top three in one of the divisions, which, which, you know, that created an entire story about yeah. so many different things. You know, like you had people making sneakers. Um, it, w- it was crazy. So um, it was Raider from from Skyr. Raider, Raider from Skyr. Yeah, who, ra- who ran and it. Then and there was-, th- th- there was a documentary about it. Like, I mean, they, yeah. someone legitimately made a documentary with that. So, yep. And then we had Kane, who also ran. In fact, he, he was in the exact same year that I, that you know, my org raced and mm. was in our division. And we were... We were in the front just before we got killed, and then he actually ended up, you know, getting out and running, and he ran 90 kilometers on foot during the rally in the truck division to, you know, try to make it to the uh, to the first checkpoint. And, you know, there's, and there's a lot of, like you said, there's a whole lot of enjoyable, you know, first-time memories or, or even unique memories that come out of those things. Yeah. So just, if you want to do it, just do it. I mean, even if you don't have a good PC or whatever, just do your best, see what you can do, make, make work, work around it. And Star Citizen's only going to get better in terms of his performance. So practicing now is good. I mean, I know people, uh, Diabolus has run with the, the with uh, uh, Damar Rally at least a couple of times as a support crew. And uh, 
you learn skills that you never learned in, in, until you start doing stuff like this. Like he he can spot and 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 uh, and navigate pretty well, uh, and and you learn a lot of communication skills. So you learn a lot about the game that you wouldn't be able to do any other way by doing this. So it's it's not just a, a fun thing to do and things just kind of jump into it, but you also learn about unique ways of getting around bugs and other issues as well. So. Yep. And one of the cool things about about the Daymar Rally is the way that we've got it set up and what will be happening with it in the future is if racing is not your thing, being on that support team might be. Because later on, as we go forward with CIG, you're not going to have unlimited amounts of cars. Your support team is actually going to have to land and do a pit stop on your vehicle and repair it on the fly, refuel it on the fly, replace things that have gone wrong with it on the fly. So if you're more into engineering or you're more into you know, repair and rescue, then all these types of things will be available to you as well and not just being the, the guy or gal behind the wheel that is driving across the desert. So, you know, there's, there's other things to look forward to. All right. Next question comes from Midnight Black SC, who asks, do you have any advice for someone who is struggling to get into the game this patch, knowing that there's another wipe coming in 318? Um, I'm going to tell people this uh, and be super honest with them. Before they even had things where they get every patch we used to wipe back wipe then, it. right? Yeah. 2.6, 2.7, 2.1. 3.0, everything was always a, a wipe, right? So um, at the end of the day, before the game goes into a beta or even launch, whenever that happens, you know, like I'm patient, so it's going to wipe. They're not going to, the, the only thing you're going to have is pretty much your, you know, the ships that you have. Um, they may get to a point where you, you're playing and they may not decide to wipe it when they launch, but still it's, to me, it's going to launch with a wipe. So I just feel like regardless of a wipe or not, I, I mean... <laughs> The game is gonna be where it's at. Try something new. Try zero to hero. Mm -hmm. um, you know, try try something else that that is gonna make the game fun fun for you. One patch, try cargo. The next patch, try smuggling. The next patch, you know, do something different each time. So that way, you're not always trying to do the same stuff that's gonna bore you to death. Just so you can make money in the verse, like you know. So if there's a wipe coming, man, I'm just gonna say, hey, I gotta deal with it. I'm gonna figure out a way to you know, you know just keep having fun in the game. Um, you know, or if you have an org, you join join an org because that's gonna make the game so much more fun. The game is a million times more fun when you're playing with people. You know, you can make money with those guys, they can share money with you. So there's so many ways where you can make the game fun and not have to worry about a wipe at all. I'll jump in here as well and say real quickly that the other thing is is uh you every patch you learn things, every patch you get better at something. So if you know there's a wipe coming and you're like, Well, I don't want to really do anything. What do you want to learn? You want to learn how to drive vehicles? Go for it. Now's the time to start learning how to drive vehicles. You want to you want to learn how to fly low fly? Perfect time to try to low flying because there's no no risk for it. You can just move on. So take it as an opportunity, not a not a punishment. So currently right now we're all playing with Monopoly money. It's all fleeting. It's going to be gone until it isn't. Mm -hmm. So don't worry so much about the thing that you know is going to be, you know, disappearing anyways. Um, for is the way I tell people about Star Citizen all the time is the same thing I say to streamers. Don't worry about focusing on the end goal. Focus on just having fun. The rest of it will just come. Mm -hmm. Having plans is a good idea for streaming, but you, you, all your plans are going to go <laughs> up in smoke in the moment uh -huh. you start. You hit that that start button. Something's going to go wrong. So just focusing on having fun is good. The same thing with Star Citizen. It's good good advice. Just just focus on finding the fun. So and that exists. 
Uh, all right. Next question comes from Silky68, who asks, do you have any plans for any long range races, maybe multi-system races? Uh, I, and they, they put in there, I just want a reason to have a 650R. So, so again, Ammo Esports, unfortunately, doesn't concentrate on uh, races that are, you know, that deals with flying ships. Mm. Um, that we usually leave that to, you know, to XGR. They've been doing that. So, you know, like I said, uh, we try not to step on people's toes. But for ground racing, we do have the System 7 that, you know, happens every every March to, you know, to May or June. Um, and we are going to be taking uh, for, for System 7s, you know, we're going to be it's seven different tracks. And as we get, you know, more systems in game, we're going to be taking those tracks to different systems, whether it's Pyro, whether it's Terra, whether it's, you know, whatever system they put in game, System 7 is going to try to, you know, uh, separate as far as they can and try to hit at least every single system um, and make different tracks um, every single year if we're able to. So, um, but for flying ships, unfortunately, that's, yeah, I'm, I don't think we plan on doing anything with like flying ships or like doing long distance stuff like jumping and all that good stuff i don't think that's uh in the works okay. from what i understand yeah the closest we've thought about doing as far as long distance goes would be like maybe a relay race where you you know you have like a cyclone regular old cyclone and you have a box in the back and you've got a race from point a to point b and then transfer the cargo you know to the other vehicle which then takes it from b to c so that would something like that would be a longer styled race but it's it's very early in, you know, discussion stages and nothing we've been able to nail down yet. But anything's in the cards sooner or later. Awesome. Uh, I'll, I'll add one thing around right quick. Uh, Astropub, uh, people, I, I love when people hit us up and be like, yo, are you going to do Are you going to do a chess competition? Or are you going to do a pool competition? I'm telling yeah. you, man, this game is so diverse in what you're able to do in the game. Like one day, if you're tired of, if you just want to log in the game and play chess with your best friend in the game, you can do that. If you want to play pool, you're going to be able to do that. But, you know, like we can't cover every single aspect of the game, right? There's, mm -hmm. you know, I've done in my own channel on stream, I've done where I, I spawn four different um, uh, mining and, and I had people go mine. They have two hours. They can go wherever they want. Whoever brings back the biggest hole wins the gift card. So there's so much things that you can do in game to make fun content. And just have a good time that, you know, that that is just it, it's insane. But we can't cover everything. So we're trying to cover the things that we know we can turn to something that's going to be a lot bigger when competitive when when competitive integrity is in place. So got it. Hope and helps. For, for those who missed the last episode, competitive integrity is what does that mean again? Uh, competitive integrity pretty much means that people can compete in the game without having any issues, they can compete at 100% and have zero issues. No desync, no 30Ks, no nothing. It's all just straight competition where they're able to compete at the highest level and, you know, win that way. That's what competitive integrity is. Until the game is optimized, until every until everything is pretty much like in the clear 100%, which we, where CIG knows they have no issues at all, then we can do something bigger. Awesome. All right, let me uh, pull up the next question. Um, how do wipes affect your planning and testing race courses and events? Oh, I could take this one. Okay, so I'll give you I'll give you a for instance, the Stanton Seven Finals are coming up, and mm -hmm. three seventeen point two drops. 
So actually, no, sorry, it was race number six. We had 317.2 drop. We had an 890 jump, two Caterpillars, and 16 racers on Noxes that all had to be taken care of by the time the race happens. When, as we were talking about earlier about the wipes, we at Atmo Esports attempt to prepare for every single eventuality. Now, obviously, there's no way we possibly can, but we try to do as much as we can in preparation. So we knew that the that the patch was in testing. If you've been playing Star Citizen long enough, you can kind of see the writing on the wall when you know it's getting close to about to drop. So, no, I, I have an 890 jump. I went ahead and got a hold of our of our support staff and said, does anybody have a Caterpillar or two that we can borrow for the race? Two of our camera people had Caterpillars. They brought the Caterpillars. All of our racers, they, you know, some of them were saying, well, I don't have a Knox. We said, great, we'll send you the money to buy one. Another racer will loan you an extra one. Like I have two Noxes myself, you know, one way or another, our goal is to always make sure that you guys are going to be able to do the race and be able to go out there and have fun without having to sweat bullets about, you know, hey, I've got to work this week and I won't have time enough to be able to earn the money to buy the vehicle before the race goes. So when these wipes come about and we know that they're going to come about, it helps us out and, and gives us a chance to plan. If that day had come about and the wipe happened and none of us were prepared, we still would have went on. There still would have been a show. We would have made it happen. It might have been a little bit different than it was on paper originally, but we're always going to make sure that the that the race goes on, the event goes on, and the people are entertained. And the racers have fun, you know, because that's, that's the ultimate goal for us. Awesome. All right. Next question comes from Astro Chronicles. Great YouTube channel. If you haven't seen them, they do a lot of uh, work on, they do, they do their own uh, custom videos for, for pr perspective ships and then other kind of meme jokes about, I think one of, one of them was, the caterpillar like transport module which just dumps people out <laughs> like a like a dump truck that's awesome uh so they do really pretty cool stuff like that uh, they ask i have designed concepted a racing beacons that could be set by racers i'd love to hear your feedback on it it's uh just a youtube search star citizen racing beacons so i think it's more of a question for you all to to, to, to take a look at it but I absolutely we'll, we'll right be happy now. to check it out so uh yeah right. i'll be yeah happy to take a look and Maybe get an idea from it. So thank you. Citizen Shenanigans asks FPS box delivery obstacle course, only knives and tractor beams. Question mark. <laughs> no. <laughs> what do you mean, no. Don't ever say no. You can't say no. Maybe. Maybe. Possibly in the future. Just just wait channel your inner Roberts, your inner Roberts uh, and, and say maybe we'll see in the yep. future. Maybe it could happen. Oh, Anything's that's... possible. Uh, all right. Next question comes from um, uh, uh, Kuno again, who asks clarification, clarification, my earlier uh, question. What is your what's your favorite racer and why? Can we get two guests who answer the question uh, who answered on this question as well? Two guest answers on this question as well. Your favorite racer. Oh, like like person who's racing or race vehicle. So Atmo Esports has to remain non-biased against <laughs> all of our people racing yeah, because you, not me. <laughs> but i will tell you that we've been doing this a long time and we all have our favorites so not only are the people who's the fastest but we also have people who come to every like for instance sanji sama 
Sanji Sama shows up for every single practice we do, every single event we oh. do. No matter what we're doing, Sanji Sama is there, and you yep. can trust him to be there and, and working with us. Because of that, he's got to be one of my favorite racers. He may not be the fastest, he may not be the best, he may not have the, the you know the most points, but I love the guy to death, and I'd, I'd go you know I'd do anything for him to to make sure that he's taken care of because he makes sure that we're taken care of. Uh, Kali Wally, our very first female you know competitor who qualified for the Stanton Seven, that young lady's got a place in my heart because she uh, she came out, she competed like a boss, and I can't wait to see her again next year. Hope hope she uh, goes even farther next year than she did this year. So you know we've all got those types of people that just really stand out for us that we uh, that we absolutely adore. Yeah, I just think the appreciation for the racing community that you know the the people that are always dedicated. Like those are the people that I can always, you know, sit down and talk to if they ever need a one-on-one. -on -one, like I'm happy to talk to them anytime because these guys are dedicated. You know, a lot, a lot of the racers do 3D modeling just, just so they can figure out the terrain in the game, dude. It's it, it goes a lot further, man. Like these guys study the races and they and they're trying to do their best. And you know, with every patch, vehicles change and they're there, you know, forefront helping us either test or help, telling us like this is this happens, you know. So people that are just dedicated to you know to not only racing but also helping us just always has a you know has a fun place you know in in the racing community so yeah all right we so, have so, racers that put in hundreds and i do mean hundreds of hours practicing for just a one-day race damn uh so kudo actually clarified it even further he what, what they meant was uh racing vehicle like ground vehicle your favorite racing ground vehicle Crew, I'll ask you this one first, and we'll go, go to, uh, to Zool. So, current in game, Cycle in -game. RC. Um, not in game, the Ranger. I'm, I'm just, I just need a Ranger in my life soon. So yeah, I, exact I, same answer. Yeah, exact I was, same. I, my, my favorite racer is actually, oh gosh, what is it? It's, it's not the the RC. I like the Cyclone RC, but I'd love to see the um, more of the what is it called? The rock as a racer just because it's nimble it's it's got that those that weird suspension to it but i agree that's not a game the 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 freaking ranger i, I, I give me my akira bike in game <laughs> we have raced the rocks a couple times yeah yeah don't, don't, don't get me wrong man i i think by the time this game is even out we're gonna have so many vehicles mm -hmm. so many vehicles that's all i'm gonna say we're gonna have a ton of vehicles so think about a race with the Rock DS, where one person is driving and the other person is on the turret using the laser to shoot at the other racer. See, now that's a race. <laughs> there we go. All right. Gin and Tonic asks, uh, Zool, if you had drones that were as fast as racing ships, why not run drone races? I know you answered this in chat. Yeah, but I'll be happy to answer it in here as well. The, the thing that we're looking for as far as the drones go is we need them to be as fast or faster than the ships only because our camera people don't just run behind a ship. They actually circle around them. They strafe. They get in front of them. They watch the jumps, all that kind of stuff. So our thought of a, of a camera drone would be a static drone that only has a camera on it, no guns, no ability to drop EMPs. You can't change out any of the any of the stuff on it. It's just used for camera work and only camera work versus the, sh the vehicles and the ships, which can all be 
outfitted. You know, right now the vehicles can't be outfitted that well, but later on you'll be able to actually switch out the components. You'll be able to tune them. If you have somebody who actually does engineering in your org, they'll actually be able to even further fine tune them. And at that point, if we have a race where everybody's racing an RC, maybe one of your team members was able to tweak out an extra 2% speed that none of the other racers know about. And at that point, your vehicle will be faster because of that. Whereas these camera drones would be just a very static, you know, fire and forget sort of thing that we can operate. Nice. Um, I, I, I don't think that this would be Atmo Esports thing, but I wouldn't, if, if they even had those, those drones, I don't think any, I think people would come up with drone racing as well. I mean, I think that's already Absolutely. going to be a thing just because, we're going to have drones anyway. So someone's going to say, what if we threw these drones together and see if they raced? I mean, I mean, it, it, it could be fun for the community, but is it yeah. going to be fun for the people watching at home? Like if, yeah. like, like if you just tune into our channel, like, and the drones are small or medium size and we can't see them properly, then what's the point of, you know, yeah. us televising or, or putting out there a drone race. Right. So not only when we come up with events, not only do we have to, know the factor of how good it's going to look, but we have to actually make sure that it's also interesting for the viewers that are watching at home. Yeah. Um, you know, so that way they can get, you know, interested in, in that and maybe race themselves one day. So there's, a lot I'm of just going to say, I'm just going to say ahead of time that Atmo Esports is calling dibs on Apollo med bed drone racing. <laughs> we're, we're just doing it now. For Apollo med bed drone racing. Yep. So you can see um, it on Atmos Esports first. All right. So we have two more questions. One's from Shimpasta who asks, do players have to use stock components for these events? It depends on the rules of the event. Every single event that we do, well, main event does have a rule book. So um, like for say the like example that they rally, like for your support ship, it doesn't matter what components you use, um, you know, for uh, for the fight or flight, say the 2v2 dogfighting, uh, we do have some requirements that we do put in the rule book that you need to have uh, basic components because um, obviously we, we know, you know, all the ships are not balanced. So we, we actually grab a pool of ships and we make sure that all the pool of ships are somewhat balanced to each other. Um, so that way it's a fair game for everybody in the competition. So um, it just depends on, on what the event is and, and, and what's in the rule book. All right. All right. Last question is from Shimpasta, who asks, are you worried that CIG will try to bake racing into the game as a game loot at Bloop and mess it up? Uh, no, I'm actually not worried at all. And here's why. Like I said earlier, um, you know, I think in the previous episode, it was about, you know, like CIG having racing in game. I don't think they're going to mess it up. What they're doing is just creating more interest because... Again, if people are are racing in the uh, in the Orison race in three and eighteen, they're gonna want to have a bug to race more, or do something different, right? Or or maybe go create their own track or or do something. So I I feel like what they're doing is creating interest uh, and and doing it the right way, right? Creating some incredible tracks that are in that area. And by the way, um, you know, like it's it it may not even there. Maybe when they do the next Intergalactic Expo, it, they they remove the track for that time being until. You know the intergalactic expo is, is it's it's over again, and then the track goes back in. So, but yeah, I mean, I, I think they're doing it great, um, I, and I hope it creates more more races around the verse. Awesome. And you have to remember that 
you have to remember that CIG as a company is always moving forward. So if they put something in the game like Ninetales, like the Siege of Orison, like the Xeno Threat, every time that you do it, it doesn't really change very much. You have the dynamic differences of players being involved, but the event itself is always kind of static and works the exact same. If they were to do races, the same thing would happen with that. So if CIG creates the great, you know, the great Microtech race, the great Microtech race will always be the same race, just the people will be different. Whereas when you have organizations like Atmo Esports that come forward and create these things, we are ever changing. We are, you know, we are always updating everything and we are changing things as we go. And, you know, for this year's Stanton 7, we switched out two of the tracks because we wanted to refresh and bring two new tracks that nobody had ever seen before. And this is something that we have the ability to do because we are players that are passionate with the game, whereas CIG, once they've finished something, it, it's in their best interest to move forward to the next thing. And I think that'll make, you know, that'll make a huge difference. Yep. And and last thing to add, right, um, I'm, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the word grassroots, right? Grassroots is, is, you know, like people do, you know, grassroots tournament organizing for Halo or Call of Duty, right? That's pretty much what Atmo Resource is. It's just a gra grassroots tournament organizer that no matter what CIG does in game, we're going to always do something different or elevated. And elevated means prizing trophies from JRDF. You know, we, we, we always want to really put that risk in there that if you're not competing at the highest level, you're not going to be the best or win that trophy to put on yourself or take home or whatever it is. And then our goal for the future is to one day at a Citizen Con or before Citizen Con to have maybe a fight or flight finals, or maybe to have a big endurance race during that time. So there's, um, you, you never know, man. I'm looking forward to the future here. Awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the future for all this. And I, I will add on to all of this discussion that y'all, yeah, that y'all just said in terms of additions. I personally am not worried at all because all that CIG can do to, if they add a gameplay loop, just can bring more attention to it. More people sure. know it exists and more people want to come on. So, uh, the, the future is already proven. Oh, sorry. Go Good. I was going to say, and CIG's already proven that they love what we do, and they love what XGR does, and they love what Star Citizen Racing is doing. You know, uh, they are fans of ours, and they know what we're bringing to the table, and they know the events that all of us, everybody in the community, all the content creators and stuff are creating. So why would they want to make us obsolete? Mm -hmm. It's not in their best interest. They want us to continue doing what we're doing because it helps us as part of the community and it helps them make the community stronger. Yeah. And, and I think that's just going forward. CIG wants to build, they want to build tools rather than, and systems rather than hard and fast rules. And the more they do that, the more they're going to get more people involved and the more those people get involved, the more it'll expand and, and grow. Um, Star Citizen is one of those weird games where it's as much part of the community as is as involved in the development and creation of the game as the developers themselves, because we really do push the game's culture and narrative with things like, uh, you know, the the XGR with with, with Stanton 7 and, and uh, uh, Daymar Rally and all these other events that people put on. I remember people doing gray cat sumo in the background. Uh, I, I do bar crawls where we get together yes. and we, we, we go from bar to bar and I'm not the only one. There are people who've been doing it for years as well on, on, on their own. So uh, the CIG is almost always seemed to be 
if you build it, they will come sort of, sort of situation. Yeah. They'll build things in, but that's, that's the key. So, all right, y'all, that's it for the today's, uh, today's question and answer session. As always, make sure that you're checking out Astro uh, Atmo Esports uh, at YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. And if you want to check us live when we do these captain's tables, uh, join us at 6 p.m. Uh, Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, live at twitch.tv slash theastropub. And like I say every time, hope to see you someday in the black. <laughs>